0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there
1: were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no
2: escape. Comic Exposure begins in
1: 3, two, 1. Welcome
2: to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. In my podcast,
1: Merman, is the one, the only. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nah, no, just kidding. It's just me. Travis Rats here. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're
2: tuned into the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I do some deep dives into comic book nerddom. And you are on a Comic Book Club episode, a very special Comic Book Club episode, because Travis and I have not had a guest on the program in a while. But Travis, we have a
1: guest on the program. Why don't you introduce our guest? Our guest is a, I'm going to guess maybe like a four-peat, five-peat. I'm just throwing that I, out there. I'm 6 Pete, maybe? Six-peat. Six, six uh, yeah,
0: peep. that's a good question.
1: Don't talk don't until know. you're
0: addressed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we like to see how long we can wait before we actually announce again. Obviously, he hasn't <laughs> been on long I enough. I
1: never know when to talk. To know I never the know rules talk. of guesting on a podcast. <laughs> uh, I think I break the rule every time. Yeah, the one the only number one Batman fan, Dr. Dan, the number one Batman fan. Dan McCloy on the ones and twos today. How you doing, Dan?
0: I'm great. I've I missed you guys. I'm uh I'm excited to be here.
2: This is truly a very like uh globe spanning podcast today, because uh I'm I'm in Arizona. Dan, you're in Georgia?
0: Yeah. Oh, Dan's in you? Georgia, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah and yeah. Travis is Travis is in uh, Japan as always and as always
1: Travis in Japan
2: Dan yeah, by, where are by, you by at
1: globe spanning you mean like two people in the United States and one person in Japan <laughs>
2: Well, I just mean like we're quite we're –
1: quite, we're spread out across the U.S. You as well. In North the, America. You yeah. haven't left the U.S. Yeah. a lot, have you, Josh? It's globe-spanning. <laughs> One of us is in uh, Phoenix, the other is in Georgia. You know How does it feel, Josh? How does it feel to get a little sass back your way? I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. It's
0: cool. It's cool. Um,
1: I, so uh... I am at
0: – I am at the – uh, in, A subgroup of the NEA, the National Council of Urban Educators Association. Oh, NCEA. Yeah, I
2: got you. Yes. NCUEA. Yes. Yes.
0: And I'm at their, like, caucus slash biannual meeting. In fact, we were talking today that Arizona – they keep bringing up Arizona, and there's only three people from Arizona – and prior to my association coming out here, there was one person, Phoenix, and they mentioned Mesa. They're like, and the fact that Mesa is in here is like crazy. Mesa needs to be here. So I have to say it's uh, I like it a little bit better than the RA. It's, I've learned some things. It's cool. Um, it takes a lot for me to leave my classroom in December, and I didn't really <laughs> want to go when I'm trying to get kids to pass. And I'm glad I can. I have learned they're, a lot. And I, I like, I like how they're be. making
1: uh, Arizona the whipping boy. And you're sitting there you're like, oh, man, that's us. That's <laughs> and, me. And not only Arizona, Maricopa
0: County. Yeah. And uh, Well, if it didn't cost so much,
2: price. if the dues didn't cost so much to go to be a part of the NCE NCUEA, maybe it'd be different.
0: I was told it was only like 400 bucks. Mm-mm. No. 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 Okay. All right. All right. So. Let's get it. That's
2: too too much union talk for this. All right,
0: here we go. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. Travis, cut that bullcrap out of here. When you edit edit that out. All right, so here we go. So we're globe spanning. (laughs) And we are, uh, we brought Dan. Dan is usually our go-to guy for Batman books because Dr. Dan, the Batman fan, loves the Batman. But we thought that this would be a good opportunity. Travis, I read these as they were coming out. And I said, you know what? I think this would be a good one. So we are reading Superman Year One by Frank Miller with art by John Romita Jr. And this is uh, Frank Miller's take on a Superman Elseworld redo. It's on the DC Black label. Uh, Essentially, DC was like, what if we take Vertigo and Elseworlds and just make it one label for our comic book company? And so they have, they have black label uh, is what's going on here. And so we read Superman Year One, which is three oversized issues. And so if you look at my copy, guys, it's a giant, nice French-sized copy. It's a big, weird eight and a half by 11 sheet. Uh, so right up my alley because that's what I love. I have a, a deep love for that weird size of novel. And so we're reading this thing, and I think we can all agree. Tell me if I'm wrong, gentlemen
1: batman year one is one of the best batman stories am i wrong or am i right okay josh a couple of things yeah. here Extra sure. that was a really good kind of setup for that so well done excellent job on that second of <laughs> Thanks, all dan. i think we we neglected to say that uh in addition to being a batman uh expert and super fan uh dan has also been with us on a lot of our millers uh like yes uh, yeah uh yeah. daredevil's um Miller, I think that was the first time we all jumped into Miller. Uh, yeah, and in, in yeah. addition to that, uh, I, he wasn't on the uh, Dark Knight Returns podcast, but uh, I think we've, I think I know I've had many a conversation with Dan about that book, uh, and you, pro- you probably have as well. So he's also very, he's probably read as much as Frank Miller as we have, if not more. Um, second of all, um, uh, rephrase your question is it the best? of frank miller's batman no, i said, one of the I best. said is okay. bat no yes. batman year one is one of the i think it's one of the best batman stories not the best okay one of the best batman he, stories. it's it would be in my top 10 batman stories yes uh, okay uh, 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 a yeah. higher than five higher than five oh, by highlight like, it, like it, eight eight like number eight it'd
0: be if in my I, top it, ten
1: yeah, it's. I think Batman
2: Year One is a good, concise, well-rounded story. It's no Dark Knight. And we'll, it's no Dark Re-
1: Night Returns, Josh. Okay, I'm but you excited. know, you know how I feel I about Dark Knight. I know. Returns. I, I think that Dark Knight Returns is is the better Miller. I think Dark Knight Returns is too wordy, but. <laughs> but I digress. So we've got all right, all right, Frank, right, Miller. Not, uh, uh, Dan, or weigh in. You don't have to get too deep into it. Dark Knight Returns. Or no, Year no. One? I felt like in a lot, a weird way, I was coming full circle with this book
0: because we read Miller's daredevil, which I still see is kind of like a quasi rough draft for his Batman run. Mm-hmm. And, and then the last Batman we did was a Romita jr. And, yeah. Uh, All star uh, Batman. Batman. That's right. Yeah. And so there was a lot of things that connected this podcast to the one the ones I've done with you in the past. Um, yeah, you're,
1: in, you're a niche guest, Dan. Um, didn't we do, did yeah. you do White Knight <laughs> no, with us I, as well? I,
0: I, did
1: you say that again? Did you do White Knight with us as well? The Joker? I did do yeah, White Knight. Yeah, yeah, that was the last that, one yes, we that's did. that's right, yeah.
0: that's right. Okay. Um, he, I have lots to say I, about this <laughs> book in particular. So I, I, It he, becomes a Batman story like 75% of the way through.
2: i would agree maybe a little bit i'd agree with you on that so so let's talk really quick uh travis can you give us the quick synopsis of this story what would you say this if you had to lay this out this three-part arc what would you say happened uh
1: yeah so basically we're following as the title suggests It's that uh superman from year one all the way from his uh uh, leaving of uh, his exodus of Krypton to being found by Mar- Martha and Pa Kent uh, to uh, growing up in Smallville to his first adventures outside of Smallville uh, which was some really interesting new stuff in there that we'll talk about kind of like yeah, interesting is a word those Jesus lost years that maybe should sometimes you're like oh maybe sometimes they should be stay lost uh, and then uh, of course uh, the the third book being is uh, first arrival in So each of the three uh, books uh, of Superman year one follow a a different segment of young Superman's life from the first book being his upbringing to the second book being his where he uh, becomes Superman becoming becoming a man and the third book becoming Superman. Or I guess he became. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. So, Yeah, 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 I mean, it's just basically the the. Uh, uh hero stepping into his his cape story um but I, I go around the bed I, I think we should just get general opinions i really like this i really like this book uh, i really i i'm, I'm gonna call it a book even though it's three i really like this piece uh i think it's i think it's uh well done in a lot of ways by miller uh and i think there's so much of what i, I feel like this is so miller It's it's got it's it's the most I think the older Miller gets, the more Miller he becomes Uh, like there's less gray in it. And the things that Miller does well, he does well in this book really well. And the things that Miller doesn't do well on, you see that in this book as well. And we'll talk about that. Uh, I I can I can get into that a little bit more. Um, But I think the the older Miller gets, the more defined he gets at what he's good at and what he's bad at. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree
0: he with does, you. But I'd be interested to hear what you thought he did well in this
1: book. Oh, I love I love Miller's prose. Well, oh, let's okay. not let's not let's not get into that part. Okay. So Dan you need what's your, synopsis.
0: For-
2: well, yeah, I think okay. that's a synopsis. Dan, what's your overall feeling about this? Travis just told us he likes it. What's your overall feeling of the book? I, I I thought
0: no. I did I it has all the ingredients that I thought I was gonna like. Frank Miller, Romita Jr. is one of my favorite pencilists and uh, I I thought, the, I thought the narrative got away from Miller. I, he spends so much time developing it early on in uh, Atlantis. That takes up the bookends of uh, book one and book two. And I think he spends too much time there. And then he has to rush the, the Trinity with Wonder Woman and Batman at the end. Um, I thought the story got away from Miller.
2: Uh, here's what I would say. I think if you cut out Atlantis... And put something else in there. I would have said I love this book. Yeah. I think the Atlantis detour, like Travis says, like those lost years of Jesus. That Atlantis detour doesn't do it for me. That was the weirdest part. I liked the I liked the military piece of it that he goes to join the navy. I thought that, yeah, was, that interesting. was interesting. Um, I but I would agree with you. Um, give I think. Well, here's my thing. Maybe if it were four books instead of 3. Four books may have and you don't rush the ending, maybe that would have felt like the Atlantis part wasn't so what the hell, you know what I mean? That it didn't dominate a giant chunk of the story. I think if it were a, I think if it were a quarter of a story as opposed to a third of the book, of the overall thing i think maybe it would have been better i i i I think i split the difference between you guys you travis there are some pros in here that are like perfect frank miller pros uh there's some john ramita that i really like but then there's some john ramita that's really bad Mm. uh but i really did i thought beginning first book really good military stuff in the second book good the beginning of the third book very good, but then it just rushes to an end. Yeah, I, I think one more book would have done
1: it. I agree. I mean, I I, I like the book. Yeah, I, I don't it's, think yeah. it's I don't think it's a great piece. I don't think it's one of Miller's best works. I think the first book in this is, I love it. I love yeah. it. The art is on point. The prose are very Miller. The pace is great, but Miller always falls into this trap. The longer he's writing on one specific story, the worse the pace gets. He's always like that. From Dark Knight Returns to Year one, uh, I never read the end of his uh, Daredevil one. That might be a little different because he got a lot more time with that. But he always, always, he always doesn't stick the landing with the pace at the end of his stories. His third acts are always, uh, he always has third act problems in his stories. So I've come to expect that from Miller. Even the art in his third act seems rushed. Um, uh, I don't Did know. Did you guys he...
0: read Dark Knight three? Did you read Dark Knight no.
1: three?
0: I no. couldn't do it. Kay it's garble. it's yeah it's this it was better than that i'll give him that but dark knight 3 is horrible
2: at that and point you're just like, eating a dead
0: horse right like yeah y-
2: you're milking something that was so quintessential
0: it's to, its, uh, yeah,
2: to its yeah to its age right and that yeah i would say that's the one thing about this book dark knight and maybe it's because i'm dark knight feels very 80s right Um This doesn't, I don't, this doesn't feel of its, this doesn't feel tagged to 2018, except the goth kid, right? Like, otherwise, it doesn't feel, where I feel like some of Miller's other work, you can really tell when he wrote it,
1: this one doesn't feel like that. This it feels, doesn't feel this feels like... like it's purposely trying to be out of time. I like think they, they right. can't avoid I... some things, but even like uh, you see that with the Golf Kid, which is a little bit newer. There's some technology in there that's a little bit newer right. as far as how the Special Ops is running. But then like right. he's like dre- when he's dressed up like Clark Kent, he's still got like the inf- like he's like oh this is like they yeah try the fedora and uh-huh. And, and, uh-huh. and some of the things like that. So you're like it seems like they're purposely trying to to wash it with a sheen of like. Yeah, you could say that it's happening now, or it could be happening in the 80s, or it technically I guess it could be happening in the, you know. There's a hint when they talk about the war and kids going off to war, it, it's very a la, you know, Vietnam um, uh, type thing. It's, it, it's it's kind of a story out of time, uh, and I'm okay with that. I don't need, need yeah. it nailed down to a specific time. No, I think that's fine. I, I think that's that's part of my problem, Bat, with, Batman's of my got, problem with Batman's got a gun. So yeah. it's got to be like early Batman. <laughs> um,
2: so I think, I think, uh, okay. So those are, those are kind of first impressions. We're kind of, everybody has a different place on this. And I have, I've, I'm excited for this conversation because we're all kind of in different places for this book. Um, so here's, here's what I, here's what I want to talk about. Um, yeah. Josh, Superman's
1: What do you want to talk about, Josh?
2: Superman story. <laughs> Just like whenever you redo Batman or whenever you tell Batman's story, you got to tell the leaving the theater scene. Whenever you do your own Superman, you got to do the landing, right? This might be one of my favorite versions of that Superman coming to Earth little blip.
1: For, uh, be- what do they do differently that you really like? I, it's not what he
2: does. I don't think it's anything different. I think it's Miller... Miller being as poetic as he yeah. can doing his Miller beats over top of it where, you know, like everything falls and clatters and breaks, everything screams and it's the end for everything for everyone. Right. He doesn't really, he does a really good job of doing this. Okay. Here's my best one. Clean air, fake air, burns the tongue, right? Like stuff like that. You're like, that's the most Miller way to write this is to, these little poetic blurbs as you get
1: there. Speaking of that, I want to talk to Dan about this because Dan writes as well. Here's what I, where I'm torn about Miller, Dan, and see if it, this rings true to you. As, uh, as someone who uh, writes as well, not like I'm getting published like Miller or anything like that, I can't tell if I like Miller because I really like his prose or because it reminds me of of some of like the stuff that I've done that I've been really proud about but might just be shit. I can't tell. I can't tell if Miller's prose is legitimately good or just makes me feel good because it reminds me of some of the better stuff that I've written. So I don't know if my best stuff is like oh, it's very ala Miller, but is that good or bad? And so I don't know if I'm just trying, I don't know if I have to like Miller because I'm like I can. I, if I if I sit down right, I can I can I can get to that spot. Does that make sense? I don't it know. If does, Miller's, I don't know saying, if Miller's good or not, guys.
0: Yeah, right. Because at times
1: some of that syrupy stuff,
0: I'm like. Is he for real right now? <laughs> I feel like it's like Miller's man. trying to challenge, channel his like 1986 self and go back he sometimes to that. It feels like co-
1: a college creative writing course. Sometimes, but I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that's good. I go, but it could be genius. Because as you were saying, I, yeah. Josh, I love, if you say if you say those lines with a, narr- with, you, you pick a good narrator right. in your head to say those yeah. lines, like, I don't know, the dude from uh, The Big Lebowski or Big something Lebowski. like, or like, you know, uh, Christopher, um, Chris Christofferson or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got yourself a nice little narrator, but when you no, take let the me- prose out individually and throw them against the wall. Oh, they're silly. Yeah. They're we, silly. We take them out and throw them against the wall.
0: No. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think if it was a no name author who wrote the exact same script, would it get published? Right. If this was somebody's first or like they're breaking into the comic industry. They got one or two titles under their belt. Would they publish this? Or is Frank Miller still writing his name? And I can't answer that. Cause at time, I mean, he, if you write Dark Knight returns in year 1 you and 300 you get to you get to write this stuff right But Dark Knight but,
1: returns is still a lot a of lot pros it's not as, it's not as good it's not as it's not as sharp as uh dark knight returns it feels a little bit more forced at times but the pro right. style is still the same i mean you don't have any like classic lines like the uh, it's not it's uh, not a mud hole it's an operating table and i'm a surgeon which is Snap.
2: the best right. the best the best line in comics yeah even though like i but here's what i think about it i think the way that he writes these short little but like these short little bursts it that's where his pacing is the best That's where his pacing takes you panel to panel. Yeah. That's, that's where his pacing is the best when he gets away from that style and it
1: goes into a lot of uh, dialogue. The dialogue sometimes does not make any sense. Sometimes he writes it like the way they, it's like they're talking to a person that's not there or they're cutting off a thought in the middle of it. I mean, it's not horrible. Uh, There
0: was a jump that I couldn't follow. There was a jump in the second book. I I do like the relationship of Pa and Ma Kent. That that was sweet and nice. Yeah. And I like Pa. I've always liked Pa, right? It's kind of it, it was a good take on that. But yeah, it, it, the military instructor. I thought his dialogue at times I couldn't and then um his wife in Atlantis. Yeah. Right? Like that that, that kind of was weird. That's why I, I think like
2: I did like the uh, I I I think the first book is really strong. There's a couple parts that are kind of goofy because I don't think Miller knows what it's like to be in high school anymore, right? And so right. it was a little it was there were a couple parts where I go like, uh, but I did really like his relationship with him and Lana. I was just uh, about to say that, yeah, yeah. I, I did re- I I thought that was really good. It was a good way to do it. I think there were a couple things in in, in the first book that I was like, well, that's kind of hokey but overall i thought the first book was really good i think where are i falls, don't know go ahead go ahead i i think i think I where it falls apart i think where it falls apart is atlantis i think for me because you had to have the the um the military guy go like there's mermaids out there and he's like mermaids <laughs> and he's just super excited to go see some mermaids and
1: that was a part that i was like well i don't Atlantis I, makes no sense. It, 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 is no. Nothing, it does nothing for his character. Nothing that he learns <laughs> in Atlantis comes up. It, it does not define Superman or anything that we know about right. Superman whatsoever. I would I, say I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna, if we're going to get a cool Aquaman, Aquaman. cameo. Yeah.
0: yeah. No. No Aquaman. Poseidon. No any. Yeah, Poseidon. But I, it's and like I want weird.
2: him to. I want him to fight something really big, but I don't want anybody to know about it. That's what Atlantis felt like. I, it's like Atlantis mm-hmm. is his training ground to be Superman. No, so no one, yeah. no one knows about it. That's that's what it feels like to me. Is like how does he train to be Superman? But he doesn't. The outside world doesn't need to know him. So when he is Superman, he's not green right like that's what it feels like to me but he's not even he's not
1: even that threatened his powers aren't even that threatened even in atlantis like he doesn't really have a hard time taking down these huge monsters the kraken yeah no
2: you're right but i
1: think like maybe he got serial crushed by some huge
2: fucking guy
1: i'm sorry that was a boondocks (laughs) reference
2: i i just i think i'm curious is like i wish i could ask miller why atlantis
0: Okay, that's what I was going to say earlier, because when I was reading it, and I don't know if it's my own difficulties in my life, or I was totally like, I think Frank Miller needs to get laid because Superman is getting pale every which way. And I was like, is he projecting? You know, like, am I projecting? Or is he projecting? Because Superman's (laughs) getting laid every which way.
1: I, I am yeah. telling you, I was exactly going to bring that up, are uh, right. Three women in this There's book. There's multiple. Like... He falls in love at the drop of a hat, and it's like – and at first it's ridiculous, and then what really puts a nail in the coffin is when Wonder Woman's like, give me a kiss, which comes out of nope. That whole thing is way too rushed, and he's like, N- uh, no, and then he's flying back. He goes – I, gosh, I hope you remember me. I hope I'm like, you just met her. You just met her. He, he is, he pulled what I was talking about before the podcast started. He's doing that big time. I, I thought, I thought first book, really
2: good. Second book, weird. And then the third book is good until all of a sudden the Joker is there. And I, once the Joker shows up, it becomes this giant rush for the next eight pages or ten pages, right? Like
0: Which is a shame because I like that joker. I thought it was a good interpretation yeah. of the Joker. One of my I, favorite I,
1: renditions I, of uh not one of my favorite, but I saw I like that rendition of the Joker a lot.
2: Yeah. I just go, it feels like it feels like Frank Miller wanted to keep writing this, but then they were like, nah, dude, you're just doing three. Like I don't like that's what it that's what it played like to me a little bit is um, yeah. like we get to Brainiac and we didn't even solve the Lex <laughs> Luthor problem, right? And then like the fight with Batman is one page. And it, it feels like he wanted to go, hey, remember when I made Batman and Superman fight in A Dark Knight, like in A Dark Knight <laughs> Returns? Well, guess what? It happens, but way earlier in, in my version of Superman, right? It's like this weird thing
1: i
0: i, I i'm good and i i go i straight up don't understand I don't, i'm hoping you guys can tell me what panel i'm missing in the lex Luthor, he goes and s- s- solves the hostage situation and he goes you're a liar what am i missing there like what how does it go from their hostages at lexcore to now He's basically getting blackmailed by Luther into
1: cleaning up Gotham City. I don't get it. Either. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I, like, I how? How does? I didn't follow that at what, all. What was the tie to Lex and the hostages? I mean, obviously, as a Lex Luther fan, you, you realize he probably had something to do with it, but Superman wouldn't have known that. And how? What was the connection? Did he hire people to to set that up? Like he doesn't. I, I, correct. Either correct yeah. they
0: need another page at least to explain right
2: that. i just i just feel like the time we spent with superman early on there were no stakes to it because it was in atlantis and it didn't make any sense and then all of a sudden we go like oh you know lex luthor here he is with lex luthor oh also the joker you know the joker here he is like it felt very much like and then it ends on a brainiac page. Like he's like Lex Luthor's like Krypton's still around. Like dude, that's like Superman year 5 I think. Don't don't do that yet. That that's what it felt like to me is like his first year shouldn't be Lex Luthor going go beat up Batman. It should be I, I don't know. It just felt like you said, Dan. Really
1: rushed. Let, let me talk about a couple of things that I like about this yeah. book because I said I liked it, and now we're oh, there you know, are. I, I, I do like it. a lot so, of um, things. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping I yeah. want to like it. So here's a couple of things that I like th- th- throughout the first book and like half of the second book. I really, I think, I think he captures the spirit of a young man trying to get out into life and excited to get out into life and become himself right yeah this urge to leave the town and try that and you see that at the end of that first book um uh, when he's when pa, Ma and Pa Kent are like, he's not even looking back at us like he's ready to go. We got to let him go. You know, and he's on the bus and he's like, woo uh, and you get that sweet shot of him looking at Lana. And then Lana's got the thing uh, held uh, above. I, I like that. You know, like, I'll miss you. You can see come that back far away. Me. Little yeah. does she know that he's going to be screwing every uh, mermaid tale there is and stuff like that. Um, The second thing I I thought they did well in this, uh, I like that throughout, again, the first book and the second book, especially when he's training with the SEALs, is they really hammer home how much Superman Clark has to um, downplay his powers to not hurt people. Right. Uh, and also, like his father said, uh, you know, do just enough. Don't draw attention to yourself. You have to fail at certain things. Like they show him, like, how quickly he can read a book. They show him, like, how easy it is for him to do the training. And he's like, I'm trying to hold back, but I can't. Like when he's doing the yeah. SEAL training. So I think they capture. I really like how they capture just the, the youthfulness of a young man trying to get out into the world. And it makes no difference if he's a super alien. He's really excited to go out there and prove himself. And I feel like that's very human. And I feel like it's very of the age, that spirit of like, go west, young man, go west. Uh, I think that's captured in the first book and a half really well. And then I also think that um, him having to soften how he deals with the world to fit in um, is done really well i
2: i i i agree with i thought the military the navy stuff was really interesting because it gets to this we don't really ever know why why is superman uh you know like truth justice in the american way right like why is that superman right and i think this does a really good job of going like he's so regimented one because his dad tells him like you can't go out of the lines right like you have to do you have to hold yourself back and then he then you see him even though he fails out or like leaves out of it you see that this training does something to him to sort of prepare him to be like this very stoic sort of Truth, justice, that that sort of thing, that sort of hero that gives him a reason for that. I think one of the coolest scenes in the entire and the entire like three books is at the beginning of the third book when he takes on uh when he like rescues this when he takes on the soldiers, and I guess it's not, it's like the middle of the third book, when he or no, the beginning of the third book when he rescues uh Lois Lane. And I think like that to me you go okay that's how he meets lois i buy that i like that um that the reason he knows he's there is because i was like okay maybe that makes sense that he's in atlantis or whatever it is but that scene where he takes on those soldiers i thought that was one of the coolest sort of beats in this in this book because you see how strong superman is and it seems stronger than him fighting a giant kraken in the second book, right? I don't know why, but that scene just made him seem so tough compared to
1: being crushed by a giant kraken and picking it up. I don't know why, but because, I, I thought that... because we those we, we can different. imagine the like uh, being attacked by all these soldiers with weapons. Right. We don't know what the we don't know what a kraken. I don't know what a kraken feels right. like. Hey, you know what, Josh? Yeah. Sometimes I wake up, I feel like I could take on a kraken. <laughs>
2: I I hear you. And I really liked that introduction of Superman to the to the real world. I thought literally up until Lex Luthor and and the Joker show up, the third book is great. The third book is great. I think the pacing gets the pacing is good up until then. And then all of a sudden, it's like Miller goes, oh, I
1: only have 15 pages left, but I want to cram in all of this stuff. I think Miller always starts his projects with a lot of like excitement and detail and attention, but I think he gets distracted and loses interest very quickly. And I, you see that, I think I see that in quite a bit of Miller's work. I think he does a lot of projects and he's usually got his irons and a lot of fires. Uh, And I feel like he always starts a project with good intentions, but as we get through it, like he gets less excited about the, about his babies. Uh, I don't know. I I guess that's me presuming a lot on a a writer's psyche, but I want to ask Dan, the Batman fan, what'd you think about the Superman Batman confrontation in this? Especially Batman, Batman's dialogue.
0: so let's start with, I don't think it's a year. How do you graduate with a degree in journalism in a year? Right. And you go to the military. And it's definitely and not year a, one. <laughs> right. So like, That's a good point. I don't see it. Like it's not a year. And at that point, I, I, they don't explain. I think it goes back to why does he hate Batman from the Luther thing? I feel like they're missing a couple panels there. Because Batman just as starts antagonizing him and shoots his gun and with the grenades and whatnot at him.
1: I can explain that, I think, because he's seen Superman with Lex Luthor on TV like as yeah, his, okay. his buddy. And oh, then he overheard Lex then with the Joker. So now he assumes that Superman is a yeah. puppet of Lex Luthor. I think that might be the, the catalyst for it.
2: But it's, it's okay, so I'll it's such
0: that. a
1: giant I, rush. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: But what did you
2: uh, what did you think of this thought, the Batman design and stuff?
0: I like the Batman design. I like the Batman ears, but I like Romita's. Uh, I I like Bat, Romita's Batman. Um, what? Do you, question. When you were reading it, could you tell at times when Miller's on pencils? Because like, Miller gets a pencil credit. And at times you're like, that's Romita, that's Romita. I don't think that's Romita. That's Romita. That's Ra- is that Romita? Like there are times when you're like, Is that Miller? Um
1: there's some yeah, Le- there's some Lex Luthor drawings in here in that third book that I'm like, yeah. I I don't know if I can tell where
2: where he might have some pencils at. I guess I guess maybe I didn't. Because here's what I want to hear. So he does the cover. He did a cover for the third issue. And uh, is that where he gets the pencil credit? It might be. It is a It is a very. That's
1: very Miller. It is.
2: It is like it's bad Miller. It's like Miller, you're too old to
0: draw. Stop drawing. Right.
1: Wait, like, okay.
0: Now that you're showing me that now I'm thinking these are not his drawings in this. Because no, you're right. I uh,
2: think Ramita, I think Ramita, when Ramita is rushed He draws a really crappy Batman. And there's a couple panels in here where Batman
0: looks weird. Um, Yeah. I'll tell you where Wonder Woman shows up. I find that that's a bad splash page. Like, uh, maybe it's better on paper. I'm looking at it on a digital copy.
1: That Um, one is is so bad ex machina like you have this all this tension like oh wow like how are they going to solve this and then you see like wonder woman step in and in one panel <laughs> excuse me uh, fever phoenix um and uh immediately like she she stops him and she's like we're the justice league now boom right Next. yeah <laughs> that, that, that's what i that's what i mean by the ending seems super super rushed. Some of the Here's- some of the worst like when, that's so bad that moment is so bad guys it is and that's what I'm saying I think that this
2: book is so hit or miss for me there are stuff yes. I'm telling you the the first section and I know that it's that trite Miller dialogue but there's something great about the like the first where you see from the, uh, the perspective of baby Superman out the Boy visor And you see the explosion and then you see his reflection and then he sees the earth and then you've got the cheesy Miller dialogue and it works perfect. And I go, that's, that's a great, that's a great way to get him to land is that first person perspective. That's a really cool way to do it. Um, Then there's some wonky dialogue. I, but I really enjoyed sections of this. But as a whole, it's really hard for me to
1: go, he knocked it out. Agreed. I think it's very hit. Yes. Yeah. Right.
0: You guys like the Lana? You like Superboy showing her that he can fly? Yeah. I, like, like, I think that's pretty
2: canonical. I think that happens in a lot. Like Lana knows about him. And so, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's I think that's. I think that that's a fun way to to like, he has to tell somebody, right? He's a kid. What kid doesn't confide in somebody, you know? And of course, of course you confide in the hot girl next door that you're, of course you let her know you're Superman. (laughs) Uh, Remember some of the, remember some of the stuff you did when you were 16 years old uh, (laughs) to impress a girl. (laughs) Like, of course you're going to tell her about your secret alien powers. Uh but I
0: like I
1: <laughs> I love it when it, he's playing that football game and they're all yeah. <laughs> just piled up on him he's just still walking to uh, him. Yeah, yeah. His dad uh-huh, gets so great. pissed at him. I That's do what I like
0: Ramiro Jr.'s skinny superman, right? That's where I like it. You see that they're trying yeah. to go year one. He's a skinny man, right? He's young. Uh like my cover of issue two, um, yeah that's a great drawing of Superman. That's like Superman. It's like I, Superboy, right? Yeah. It's like
2: that it yeah, is yeah, very much yeah. like the uh what's well you, the one where he with the uh the Morrissey haircut from the 90s when Superman dies and like the oh, young Superman. Yeah. Super, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah,
0: yes, yeah.
2: But I, you know what? I thought parts of this were great. When he lays on the grenade for everybody.
0: Right. Okay. Real- so that that I loved. I like. Yeah. Superman doesn't kill. Right. Right. And then, it, I from what I understand, in Action Comics one or one of the very first, uh, one of the very first appearances of Superman, he kills a wife beater. Right. And I feel like we, the, you see him confront a wife beater in Metropolis. I think yeah. that was an homage to one of the very first Batman stories from the 30s, and then. I, uh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Superman and Batman don't kill, right? So not even a terrorist, a pirate terrorist. Right. I thought that that was cool. I, like, that's what I'm... There were some cool
2: parts to Atlantis, but man, did it take up too big of a story. I thought all of the interesting stuff, the him learning to be a Navy SEAL, him training to do that stuff, that made sense to me. I didn't really get the, uh, the poseidon wanting to do his daughter and that's why he's mad at superman like that whole thing was weird and then i go it's frank miller of course that's the story right Right. like
0: that's just frank miller needs to get late. frank miller (laughs) needs to get late. i think
2: i i just think i just think i as a as an exploration right as frank miller doing frank miller this is this does what I think this is what it is, right? Uh but as a great story, no. And to answer your question, I Dan, was it you or Travis who said if if this were someone else's name on it, would it have been published?
1: It was Dan. Yeah. It,
2: it, yeah, like, no. no, I don't think it would have. But I can appreciate seeing Frank Miller take on this. Task
0: right, does that make sense? Like, as it an- no, because it sounds exciting. In fact, I wrote down what was your point when you said Batman year was one of the best Batman. Because let's go back to that. And because when this came out, I went to the comic book store to buy that French style issue,
1: yeah. and they didn't have it.
0: And I was like, Oh, I bet you that's going to be a good book. And then it kind of went by the wayside, and I bought it. Incidentally, when you guys brought up, so I, you know, I, I, I wanted this to be great,
2: right? Well, I I like Batman Year One because I think it's a really good concise look at Batman beginning his career. Right? It was a it was a new, interesting because it wasn't something that anybody was doing. Right? Like Batman was just Batman in the old serial comics. Right? And you like it wasn't a thing. T- like you would go back and you'd show that vignette of the parents dying whenever you had to remind people about it. But to really sit down and go, I'm going to tell the story of it, I think that's an interesting exercise. I think the idea of whatever year one or year zero or whatever it is, is a fun exercise. And I really enjoyed Batman year one because I think it's an interesting take on real world Batman, right? Right. What is that interplay like when you're the new vigilante in town? How does the police treat you? How do you build those relationships? That's all a fun that's all an interesting piece of it. You don't get that in this book though. You don't get Superman year 1, you get you get Clark, you get Kal-El becoming Clark Kent and, and then Superman. And then you see him actually be Superman for really a very small period of time, right? Like the Superman we know now, we don't get him in there, but it doesn't feel like the Batman you get in Batman year one, where you can see like, oh, he's being Batman. You don't get to see him play Superman a whole lot in here. Just like a quick vignette where he rescues a, a kid. And then, you know, but I, it didn't feel as, I wanted it to be really good i wanted it to be a fun exercise in seeing how a guy who knows so much batman how he does superman and i it didn't give me that but it was still it's still interesting because it's frank miller to see
0: his take on it yeah has frank miller done any other Batman i superman
1: i don't think he has just, except just, for that and yeah, was in batman i think yeah when you, when you put Frank Miller on this, I is excited to see it as well. I don't read a, a lot of Superman, you know, some, maybe some key arts right. or some offs like, Red Sun and things like that. Of course, Death of Superman and all that, like, three trades after that. But one of the things that I have a prior time with Superman, and I thought that Frank Miller would be able to at least give me something to sink my teeth into, is I don't really feel that Superman has a key identity. You know, as far as a voice as a character, I always feel like that's what I'm kinda of missing it from Superman. Yes, he has a very strong moral compass, but I don't really feel like he has a voice like I don't hear Superman in my head uh very easily, and I thought maybe giving it to someone like Frank Miller, who has a very distinct style where he was gonna be able to give. Superman, a little bit yeah. more of a personality. I did not not change him completely, but something I could a little I could hone into a little bit more. That when I was done with the three books, I could be like, you know what? I know it's not Superman in main continuity, but I really like the Superman here. And I couldn't tell you if I really like this character or not, as far as right. who Clark Kent or Superman is. I'm not a big fan of him. I also don't hate him. I really I really didn't feel him struggle, or he wasn't a very round character to me. Um, yeah, he grew up some, but like... I didn't see him develop a personality. I didn't see him grow through his losses. I didn't see him get bitter about anything or lament anything, really. Uh, I guess horny would probably be his main adjective <laughs> that I would take away from this book. But I feel like the the reason you give Frank Miller something like this is so that Frank Miller can put his stamp on that character's character. Right. And I did right. not see that stamp at the end.
0: But I would – like, Go ahead. Say, it. no, you said. No, go ahead. Superman's hard. He's so archetypal. And it, that's the corner that DC Final Fin is like Wonder Woman, the Trinity. Like they're hard because they're so static, they don't change. And so it's right. Batman. It, Batman has personality through his villains and his moral compass. His Superman. In the '80s and '90s, they try to make him moody with his death and that the candor, like his planet blowing up. What's his? What's his? Krypton, candor. excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You see him become the moody hero, and you're you're right. He's he's too archetypal to be a personality.
1: But that's you're why right? I he's think like, when you take I'm him like, out of the main universe, that's where I'm like, you've taken him out of the main universe. This is a black label book. You have a little more leeway, I feel like. Don't be as afraid yeah. to, to, to try something a little bit different, you know?
0: So there was years in Superman in the early 90s, late 80s, where he went off Earth for like two years. And you don't see him for a while. And then he was like a gladiator, like on Ragnarok, right? Like he, you, they start with he's been in prison and he's a gladiator. In like looking like a Roman soldier with a beard, that's some dope Superman. I don't even right? remember like, that at like, all. Yeah, wow. Like, like that's dope shit. And uh, where he's in a, like an arena in an alien village, trying to like like get out. That's cool. And you don't see it. He's too hard in this environment to do that.
2: Well, I think that's part of the reason why. I think that's part of the reason why he's in Atlantis right you're right i i think that's what frank miller tries to do with atlantis but it doesn't land right i think it let it lets him put superman in a different place but it just doesn't it just doesn't work i but again as an exercise you could i would buy frank miller year one whatever it is because i want to I want to see what he tweaks with it. I thought some tweaks in here were interesting. I thought the military thing was interesting. I thought the sort of like um, the way he meets Lois Lane and like that part of getting to Metropolis is interesting. But everything else, I was like, "Eh, here's here's what I I was so
0: excited for Aquaman. I was so excited. (laughs) I know. I know. I was but like, you I'm gonna him. get some Rick Miller Aquaman out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna fucking be awesome and ruthless.
1: Bonus, and kind not- of like uh, uh, Green Arrow was in Dark Knight Returns. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Uh, here's what I, I would. Here's exactly what I would do brutal. with Superman, and maybe this. Um, I I feel like if Superman is so representative of Midwest values, the problem with making him America's hero and setting these stories on Earth is that all the things around him are just going to reflect those values. So I like what Dan was saying about taking him into like deep outer space, but not making him a gladiator, but take him someplace off world where those Midwest values, he's the only thing representing those. So they get, so if you take him to some like deep, back third dimension you know weird spaceport where everything is like off the wall and all of a sudden he becomes the vehicle for truth like this midwest truth so, justice in american way so, so what you're telling me is him. you
2: want you want a green lantern story you you want superman to be Green Lantern. <laughs>
1: No, I don't think Green Lantern. I see what you're trying to do there, Josh, and I don't think it applies to my situation. I don't think, I think it does exactly. I don't think Hal Jordan has been no. as, as as connected with Correct. that type of Midwestern value as Superman has. So why don't you I would take agree with your you. goddamn opinion? <laughs> And I just know that you hate. I know that you space hate. Suit. <laughs> I know you hate Green Lantern,
2: and I just think it's funny that you're like.
1: But how about we make Superman Green Lantern? Like, funny how often I Green pitch Lantern. Green Lantern. I I, I, yeah, I don't. It And is uh, funny how anytime I have to pitch something, I end up pitching a Green Lantern story, in, like roundabout. You you
2: do, <laughs> and I think that's because I like i i I think what Frank Miller does is Frank Miller is trying to explain to you why. Superman has the core that he has right through his youth and his dad through the military there you go and i also think the reason he throws the military in there is because that lets you get to frank miller's ba- superman and batman and dark knight returns right? right like he bridges that gap to be like oh yeah
1: oh, he was yeah. in the military I didn't even one. think about that yeah so that's why he's yeah. working for the president later in like maybe that's why he's working hopefully. for Ronald Reagan later yeah yeah, yeah. but i think oh, yeah, i think like
0: okay.
2: That's why I think he does it to homage his own. But I do. But like, there's something about watching a a a great, a well-known author, a well-known like someone who has this talent behind them or has this background, and letting them go. Like, here's this thing that you haven't done. What what, what do you want to do with it? I think that's great. I think that's a fun thing about comics because who get like you put a you put the DC Black Label on it. You can do whatever the hell you want. It doesn't matter. It's fine. And we see people do that all the time with Sherlock Holmes with all these other like you know characters, whether it's Dracula or whatever it is. And so I think I think it's a good exercise to go. Here's a great comic book creator. What do you want to do with this character? Go have fun with it. Play around with it for... I think this is a great format. I think the three oversized books is a great format to go screw around and have fun. Right. I, I, wish, I, it been, I wish it would have been better, um, but I hope that this is something where DC goes, let's let people play around with these characters. Who do you want to see us play around with? Low-stakes, let's, low-stakes you might be sandbox. more...
0: You might be more right than you realize. It probably started off as a four-book thing. It, it reads like a four-book thing, the first two books. Yeah.
2: So, I like, I think it's – I think the format – I love this format – DC's put out a bunch of stuff like this. The only problem is every other book like this is a stupid Joker book, and I don't want any more damn Joker books. I don't give a shit about Joker. Get him off of my comic books unless there's Batman in there and it's a fun Batman-Joker story. I don't give a shit about him and Harley Quinn. Get it away from me. Tell, us how, we, tell
1: us how you really uh, feel, though, Josh. <laughs> like that Batman <laughs> damn series?
2: Yeah, it's just
0: obnoxious. It's too much... Like you have this well, social rogues gallery. <laughs> the thing about the Joker is you gotta oh you can't overuse him. And like right, he's too easy to overuse. So and you if- have Oh you have you throw in the penguin for Pete's sakes. Reinvent that guy. Uh or we're reinvent having- we're having- Yeah.
2: We just want to explain to you the Joker, and I don't I don't care. I don't want an explanation for the
1: Joker. Or heaven forbid, guys, maybe create a new villain. No. Yeah, right. Oh
0: no. you know, one of the last creations from Batman, um, Professor Pig is a great villain. Professor yeah. Pig's a great
1: villain. And so in you know, and I Same think Kevin Smith did one with Automatopoeia. He created a new uh villain with him Automata pia the guy who just the villain who only speaks in sound effects uh whether yeah. it works or not like it's like it's someone taking a new attempt at something yeah, i like uh, uh, I, sure I like remember when bane was new bane yeah, was oh, new yeah, guy with all the scars all over him Zaz with like yeah yeah
2: yeah Zaz, that dude's great that guy's a fan like a creepy as shit looking villain if you use him right mm-hmm. right I just, I just feel like this is a fun way to do this, and I hope that DC keeps doing this. Was this what I wanted? No. Do I love the format? And am I going to put it on my shelf because these three oversized books just look good?
0: Yes. They look dope. They,
2: <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna create a new Batman. I'm gonna something. create
1: a new Batman villain called the Moper. It's just someone who like mopes around about too many Joker books, like that.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> I you know if I can like Superman's got great villains too Brainiac's a great villain so like that's what tells me maybe you're onto something with four books there because you can tell he wanted to make it about Brainiac you know like Brainiac's fucking awesome you could have done that get rid of Atlantis and give me
2: yeah like take the Atlantis book and make that the Clark Kent book and have him be Mark Kent, learning how to be Superman. And then the third book is The Threat of Brainiac. And maybe because this is a year one fun
0: thing, you don't end it. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. Bring like, in someone weird like the Parasite or, you know, ooh, the, the cyborg. good.: Yeah. Parasite's yeah. good. I don't know.
2: But let's talk you, about art. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about art. Travis, what do you think about Ramita?
1: uh I like Ramita. I'm not as big of a fan as Maria, Mar- uh, ramita as um uh Dan is um I don't know you know the more we do these podcasts, the less uh styles like Marita, uh i can't ramita Jr. uh appeal to me uh, i think it services the story well uh i like um I don't know. I feel like for uh, Miller's prose, because they are so kind of weird and out there, maybe a little bit less housey style works. I think for this story, yeah, I-, I think Romita's like Ramita's like the most
2: indie house style you can get, right? Yeah, like there's pieces of it that feel really indie, but it's still pretty house. I tell you what, I if, if this were drawn right. by if this were drawn by Jim Lee, I forget it. I wouldn't have read it. So, like, at least it was drawn by someone where I'm like, okay, I can get – that's kind of – it's funky at times, so I can read that one, you know?
0: I like Romita Jr. so much because of his early 2000s run on Hulk and Spider-Man that I give him a lot of latitude. Spider-Man stuff is great. I feel like – yeah, Spider-Man stuff, to this day, his Spider-Man is one of my favorites. And I I probably like his art too much because – I, I I didn't care too much for the Batman All Star art. I thought that I gave him too much leeway there because of my loyalty to him. And here I think I'm being too loyal to him. I liked it better at Marvel. Yeah, I
2: I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna I think I think Ramita when he's good he's good, and when he's not good there are some panels where I go, why does that person look exactly like Superman? It's a woman, right? There's a couple of those. There's a couple of those things where he, yeah, the nose, the chin look the same on everybody. Um, but he does some things really good. I mean, he's a good artist. It's better than serviceable.
0: Um, I ju- I don't know who else I would have put on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. You got these big name guys from Marvel: Bendis, Romita Jr. You better yeah. use them. Because there's right. a new Bendis Batman out there right now. I haven't read that one either.
2: Uh, I've heard that's it, it's fantastic, Dan. You will okay. love it. If you, I'm serious. Is that right? It's six issues, and it is the most Golden Age, Bronze Age. Fun. Is that right? It's the most fun right. Batman you'll have in a while. He's not grim, okay. He's not sour. It's very much like him and the Green Lantern, him and the Green Arrow, like. Oh, okay. It. I it's love fun. that
0: bronze stuff. It's
2: fun. It's a, it's a fun book. Uh Travis and I talked about it. I told him, like, dude, you gotta read it. It's fun. Uh maybe we'll maybe we'll have you back on and we'll we'll read. I think it's only like six issues.
0: Not missed you guys, man. Thanks for the invite. So anytime yeah. you want me on. So Travis, um, here's what I want to know.
2: Let's let's talk before we get into favorite panels. Do who do you recommend this to? Do you, do you not? Now that we've talked about it, where do you sit now? You were the one who was like, I loved it, or maybe you didn't say love. But- I liked it. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I liked it, but I'm I, I'm the same as you. I think it's it's really hit with it when it hits, and for me, it misses when it misses. Uh, I've yeah. read enough comic books that I can wait through the misses part. Uh, I, also, right. yeah. I also know um, yeah. how Frank Miller writes, so I know that there's going to be dips in whatever story he's writing, so I'm patient through that, and I know what I'm going to get. I don't read Miller for the the huge epic stories I read them for like those moments like the mud hole moment in Batman Returns yeah. or you know uh, Daredevil uh, Electra moment or you know uh, in here a few moments so um, I don't know I, I off the top of my head I can't give anyone that I would recommend this to I couldn't
0: recommend it to somebody right. you, no like that's not true I would I didn't mean to interrupt you Travis I would recommend it to comic. In, in, not enthusiasts, comic f- fans. completely I would yes. recommend it to you two. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. you two, right? And like yeah. people, uh, but not a newbie. Not a newbie. Yeah.
1: No, I guess anyone who's like familiar with Miller and like, and maybe hasn't checked in with what he's done in a while. Like, Oh yeah. He's actually did the Superman book. Check it out. Let me, let me, I mean, if you like Miller, then this will, you'll be able to, there's a lot of Miller in this. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it is. And that's, and that's what I would say too. So gentlemen,
2: let's, let's do, I know this is three. This is, you know, do you have a
1: favorite panel? Yeah, I I, I could pick a favorite panel. All right. Give me your favorite. Do you have it it right now, Travis? Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I'm going to stop interrupting. No, you're
1: fine. Mine is uh, the very first uh, issue, the very first part, uh, when young young uh, Superman, Kal-El. (laughs) at that point I guess Uh, Uh, when they have the overlay of his face as he's looking uh, at Earth um, and it's in that green green, almost like neon marker-esque I thought that was a really creative uh, I don't want to say art but layout how they make it you could see that his face is lit up from all the mechanics on the screen and it's got this nice green glow as he's looking at the planet he's going to be I thought that was a very like touching yet ominous eerie sci-fi kind of take on that um piece i thought it was a good overlay and a good creative use of graphics and overlay on that i agreed i thought that was that's
2: why i love that beginning piece is because it's an interesting way it was a way i hadn't seen that story done you know i thought that was interesting dan what do you got what's your panel
0: I was going to tell you to go because mine was loading slowly, but it just popped up as you said that. I don't know if they did this on purpose. And I, I, when, when I know I'm going on your show, I'm always like, is this my favorite panel? Yeah. And, it, and I had like three or four lined up until it, it happened at the very end with the scene I didn't like. But it's like a beautiful, I can't tell if it's intentional or not, homage to Roy Lichtenstein, uh, Wonder Woman tearing up as bad as superman's flying away yeah yeah, that could easily be a roy Lichtenstein print in a museum
1: somewhere with her hair and the
0: color palette yeah yeah yeah. looking at the window like i i can't tell if he did that on purpose or not but that looks like pop art from andy warhol that's a good that's a good
1: small catch yeah, and, again, and, uh, and again, she's met this guy for five minutes and she's crying. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like I, didn't like I like the Strongest woman in the world. This is very un, it's... un, uh, 2019 feminist. <laughs> well, no, it's no, this killer. is the strongest yeah. Amazon on the planet, right? And she's crying over this dude she met 20 minutes
0: ago. Right. And, uh, but it's a beautiful homage to comics and comic right. art.
2: Right. I think, I think I have. Okay. This is a problem. I've got two panels that I really like, and I'm going to share them both because I don't care because it's our show, so I can do whatever the hell I want. So there's one panel in uh, book two when he's training. And Travis, you talked about this before, about how like he has to balance being able to handle it. And I thought they did a really good visualization of this. They're carrying this really big log, and then oh, yeah. everybody, everybody around him has these sort of like painful, shaky... Lines around their heads, yes. Except for Superman, who's right. just who's just stone faced while he's doing it. And I was like, "Well, oh, that's a really good way to show people." It's a very you can only do it in comic books kind of thing. I uh, thought that was very good. But the one that I think is the best, literally the best looking panel in the whole book is this rainy Superman in book three, where he's on the roof and the rain's on his shoulders. That's some damn good Ramita that right there I go, oh Ramita did that did that great. <clears throat> he's the rain on his shoulders looks good, uh you've
1: got Lex Luther sitting in the rain um I don't and think, then, now that you mention that that panel, I don't think the coloring in this does Ramita's pencils justice I think it wa- I think it washes out some of his pencils
2: i think I bit. think you're right I think. So I think this scene is probably the best. I think some of the early scenes, I think some of it's a little too bright, digital, some of the color the digital like, yeah. Yeah. This that's one of the more flatter looking
0: oh. colorings can though. You finish and then I got some say. Go for it. No, there's a there's a panel on a digital screen where you can see the digital artist his his digital mouse go up and down shading that i think on a page i i I, that was going to be one of the ones i was going to point out until i saw the the panel i pointed out you could see it's hyper digitalized hyper digitalized Uh, even with the coloring and you could see like a bunch of w's pieced together like the artist went like this and then called it a day on someone's lip it's like there was clear like it was like peach and then a a light pink shading and uh it was like that's a mouse stroke. I can see that's a mouse zigzag.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's that's part of the problem with some of this, uh, with the with some of the coloring. If it's not great, it can really take away from a guy like John Romita. But overall, I think it was a fun exercise. I don't think it landed well, but I enjoyed it for what it is.
0: I agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Yeah, for yeah, for it gave me an excuse to read a Superman book I was going to read anyway, and then get to talk to you guys. So,
2: other piece uh, I have not read it yet, but Travis knows I have a deep love for Tom King. Tom King did a six episode, six issue Superman arc that I'm looking forward to reading. It's like Superman up in the sky or something like that and so i think that's yes. just wrapping up yes so i they do have seen that i'm interested to see his take on i think that's the thing that i like the most is i like that i only had to read this much to right. get to get frank miller's superman i like a let's play in this world for six to 12 issues and then i'm out yeah that that's what i love about this format is it. Let me t- let me mess with it. And
1: then I'm done. I will tell you right now, guys, I don't like Superman. I, I I've given it a try a couple of times. I'm not I don't like the Superman movies, even the Christopher Reeves ones. I know. I know. I'm a fan. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't hate him as much as Green Lantern, but I'm just like I've given this guy lots of shots. And like Red Sun was OK, but I, I find myself like like. Convincing myself that a Superman book is better than it is just because of how iconic and important Superman is to comic book culture. And I'm sick of that. I'm tired of it, guys. I go, <laughs> of the holy trinity, I think Batman's the most interesting. And I, I'm not going to be a Superman uh, apologist anymore. I'm. You know what? No, I, I think that I've enjoyed the idea of Superman
2: more as I've gotten older. I, like, I don't love Superman. But I think I I think I I think in my own head, I can wrap my I can wrap my brain around how there are two ways I want my Superman. I want Superman struggling. I either want Superman struggling with I'm an alien here on Earth and how do I how do I square that? or i want my superman just beating the crap out of giant things
0: yeah.
2: like i just want if you're going to give me superman give me pulpy superman fighting nazi robots or giant ape like monsters or something i don't i don't need a reason for him to do it i just need him to do it right right those are my two things i want to see him deal with the fact that he's an outsider i think that's an interesting way to tell his tale and or Forget it and just let him beat up things that no one else can beat up. Right, right. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. So Superman comics have always been known for being boring, right? Because you know it's Superman. He's going to win, right? I, I, my favorite, Travis, I, I I actually really appreciate what you said. Because I like, I like the history and I like the idea of Superman. I don't yeah. like reading Superman comics. But I'll tell you what, the best Superman – Is when Superman is evil. When (laughs) Superman is evil, and you're like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" Everybody has to work. Yeah, everybody has to work together to defeat this dude. That's when he's great. Is when they, in fact, I could give a shout out to Ramita Junior when he first came to DC and they put him on the DC. uh, Where they put him on Superman one of the best covers of the past ten years is Superman coming out of flames and his suit is basically burned off and all you see is red scary eyes and he pissed off Superman pissed off Superman's the best Superman. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you're like oh then anything else is that is like mm, this is dumb yeah, yeah. but pissed off Superman or evil Superman is good.
2: That's why that's why I'm saying like if I think I don't need a reason for Superman to be Superman. I don't need that. Just give me Superman every time beating up the thing that no one else can handle. Cause I know he's going to win. It's, it's not to me about the threat to him. It's about what's the fun you can have getting him to, to defeat this giant menace. That's why I think like serialized who gives a crap Batman or Superman saves the day stories are fun. And it's like popcorn. I will read that. It's hard for me to read Superman being a Boy Scout You know who got hammered? I hate Lex Luthor. I hate Lex Luthor.
0: Oh, I do. I like Lex Luthor. You know who got hammered for that though? Josh was uh, Schneider for his movie where Superman basically destroyed Metropolis oh, for fifteen minutes. But that's different. they destroyed him. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's
2: different. I think Superman stopping a giant evil, not another Superman, because that's what Zod is. I think that's my problem with comic books. You, and I've talked about this before. I hate Venom and Carnage and every spider villain that's just Spider-Man. I hate when Superman has to fight other Supermen. Like, that's, that's just, I don't know. It's just boring to me to, like, it's it's like oh he has to fight himself like okay cool he's not gonna gonna lose he's superman so at least have him fight something fun and giant and dumb right like give me something that was the thing about the kraken in here like i was like okay that's a giant evil monster that's kind of fun but it didn't I know yeah. Frank Miller doesn't write giant fun. Yeah. He doesn't do that. You hear that, so, No, Superman, you're right.
1: You're on notice.
2: You're on notice, yeah. Superman. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in the show. You can find all of our old episodes on com. You can find us on uh Various podcast apps like iTunes, where you could give us a four or five star rating. We're not too greedy. Uh, if you write a review, we'd appreciate it. You share it with your friends, your family, your comic book shop. That would be rad. Dan, thank you for coming on the show uh, and Anytime. and tuning in from across the globe. The <laughs> 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 joke's funny when you bring it back. That's three times. That's Georgia, so- <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> So, uh, and, and on uh, Travis, as always, thank you for being my partner in comic book crime. I'm a fever. Phoenix He's the fever Phoenix in Japan.
1: Uh, I think, I don't, I don't think there's nothing else to say guys, except, uh, I buy love t t-shirt, about- buy a t-shirt,
2: <laughs> boop, boop. Oh, yeah, buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt on Amazon. It's the holiday season. You can order a t-shirt. It'll be there in like two days of me and Travis gingerly wrapped in, uh, capes. That's the one you want to order, or yeah. you order uh, the, the the comic book
1: kaiju Bruce. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he'll be go on there, it and check you. it out. There's some designs. Pick your favorite. Yeah.
2: www.comicexposure.com/slash/merch Slash shop.
1: If you just go to, you, you can go search w, Comic Exposure uh, on Amazon, or you can go to our website uh, www and go to the merch page, and it links you right to the Amazon. Basically, if you go Rocky, to Amazon yeah. and you're oh. typing Comic Exposure, you're gonna get to one of our shirts. You're gonna get
2: to us. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in.
1: Uh, we love you very much, uh, and we'll see you. Oh, wait, wait, wait! One last wait, thing. Hi. One last thing. Sorry, uh, yeah. sorry. I got yeah. you know, I got a bonus pick with you. So, um, yeah. you know, what we should have done today is we should have gone through and we should have said what we were all thankful for. You oh, know, you know why? Some, some podcasts do this. Let me tell you, Dan. Um, some people, some podcasts, they'll, they'll go through during Thanksgiving and they'll say all the things they'll th- uh, uh, say they're thankful for. So, for example, um, uh, Dan, I, I'm very thankful for you uh josh uh on the other hand Thanks. i can't say as much because you know josh has another podcast that he does uh and they took like a whole half hour just to say things they were thankful for i said uh, eight, I, I, I said like eight and and um so here are some things that josh is thankful for of course his family right you know uh but here's some other things on that list uh whiteboard markers copy machines <laughs> Oh, you know what else? You know what else? Machines that work. Copy machines that work. You know what else? His new podcast partner. You know who's not on that list? You know who's not? I'm sitting there. I'm listening to this damn thing like a fool because I'm his friend. I thought I was his friend, so I listened to his his other podcast, right? And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh, first his family. I go, guess he's saving the big boy over here for the end of this thing. No, not at all. Not (laughs) one shout out. Not one damn thank you. Travis, I just told you I loved you on this show. Yeah, it's not the same. I know you love me on this show. I want the world of your other podcasts, your educator friends, to know how thankful you are.
2: I try not to mix my two podcasts. I try not to mix.
1: Well, anyway, very, Dan, I'm very thankful for you. And Josh, fan, goes, fan so. fan.
0: I'm thankful for you too, Travis.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'm thankful for you guys. I, Travis, we still have to do our uh, comic book Christmas list. That'll come at you right the day before Christmas is when you might hear that one.
1: <laughs> You're dead to me, Josh. So, You're dead to me. Uh,
2: ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Three. week. <laughs>